hung the ladder of God, and uh, we went through the meaning of the top of the, of the ladder, the letter Yud, which is about the devotion of the Jew to serve Hashem beyond logic and reason, the yearning to do a mitzvah that is in, that is part of our, our very core. We, we started learning now also at the letter Hey, which is about our understanding of Hashem. And we explained that you can't fully, you can't serve Hashem in your behavior fully unless your mind is changed. Like this. In order for your, your mind, in order for you to act in your behavior in the, in the perfect way, it starts with your understanding of Hashem. Because it says in the Torah, know the God of your Father and serve him with a complete heart. A complete heart alone yesterday means that not only does your mind, the thoughts in your mind about Hashem enter your heart, but that your heart is fully affected by those thoughts so that you are, um, you, so your behavior is, is animated to serve Hashem in the way that you're meant to. Know the God of your Father and serve Him with, serve him with, with the complete heart. Only if you do know the God of your Father can you possibly serve Him with a complete heart. You can serve with a complete heart without knowledge. As possible, what you know, know doesn't enter your heart because of some something going on between your mind and your heart, as we learned yesterday about the three ministers of the Pharaoh. And uh, and that's why it's uh, so important to have Das. Das means not just to learn, but to connect with what you're learning and make it, make it relevant for you in a way that will affect the way you feel. And this will cause your actions to be on a different level. And we, we, we explored the meaning of, of Das. We said that Das means when you're learning Gemara, not only do you have the knowledge of what Rashi and Tosfos say, but you are also able to give your own insight into it, your own perspective in it. Not necessarily does this mean that either there's some brilliant new insight that you need to need to print, but that you have something to say about it. It's yours. Um, same as also regarding Hasidus, that you have, it's, your, your, it's true, not just as true in, in, in Torah, but it's true in your perspective. You have, you have something to say about it. Um, continuing on this theme, uh, the Rebbe discusses various components of understanding Hashem's truth. Um, let's go right to it. It says, in the, we say in our prayers, you were the same before the world was created, and you are the same now after the world was created. Equally. Why? Because the entire creation of the world is with a tiny ray of your energy. God created the world, the Torah, with the Yud Ke, with the letters Yud and the letter He. The letter Yud created the world to come, the letter He created this world. So when you think to yourself deeply, and you explain to yourself, if a human being who is limited in the creation of God, two letters are completely insignificant in comparison to his power of speech, and certainly there's insignificant to it compared to his power of thought, and how much more so are they insignificant compared to his very core? So how much so if that's true, can you imagine how insignificant Lahavdil, this a human being and, the, and Hashem himself are are infinitely um, Lower or there's a complete um, separation between the existence of being the existence of Hashem, 
meaning what Hashem is, what a person is. So if for a human being, two letters are nothing, compared to Hashem, how much more so? That means the entire spiritual cosmos is insignificant compared to Hashem's essence. And that's why it says in the Torah, God says, I haven't changed. So this is the meditation. How Hashem is one, and how everything before Hashem is like nothing. Literally. And there is an advantage in thinking about it, and that is that when you think about something, it's revealed inside of you, inside your soul. That when you understand the godly concept, and, you, and it makes sense to you, and you're able to explain it, it's now revealed in your soul. The first level that we spoke about, the highest level, the level of the Yud, the level of Chachma, that's beyond logic and reason. That's not revealed in you. No thought can grasp Hashem. That's what the first level is about. Chachma, that you are, that you're, that, that's a connection we spoke about that it, it motivates a Jew to give his life. That's, that's, that's unshakable. It's, 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 it's very powerful. But it's not a revelation. It's just it's just the truth that you hold on to no matter what, but not that you feel the truth, not that it's revealed to you. It's something that you can't let go of, but not but you don't even know why. The idea of understanding is that you do grasp something that it's, it's something that, 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 that it's personal and relevant. And you, it makes sense to you, and that's the meaning of the verse: "Know God, the God of your Father, and serve with a complete heart." In order to be able to serve Hashem, it's through knowledge, through knowing Hashem. The Shalah explains the verse, know the God of your father in the following way. The Shalah says, there is the belief in God you have because of your father. Know the, but the Torah says that it's not enough to, to, um, to have the acceptance of faith that you got from your father. The Torah says, know the God of your father. There is something you receive from your father about God. Your father told you the truth about Hashem. So now the Torah says, now that you receive this truth, it says the Shalah, know the God of your, father, of your father. You yourself must know what your father gave you. You have to understand it. You have to, you have to, you have to delve, delve, delve deeply into it and make it personal and connect with it. So in addition to, in addition to the need for delving deeply into Hashem's truth in order to, in order to affect our behavior, um, besides that, there's an, there's an independent need of a Jew to delve deeply into godliness. In other words, it's not just about the result, it's also about the journey. Hashem wants us to delve into godliness independent of the result. It's like Nasim and Ishma. Before, you know, to do Nash, in order to obey Hashem, you, um, to, to obey Hashem in the proper way, um, you need to understand what the mitzvah is. But, but then there's something independent about this that Hashem tells you, I want you to, to think about me anyways. You've already, you're already doing what you're supposed to do. You're already doing the right thing, but now you also have to, to feel what it's about. There also has to be the nishma. You also have to feel it, not just do it. So, so, so that's, it has, that's it elsewhere in the chassidus about nas and nishma. But here the point is, you have to, Hashem wants you to delve deeply into godliness just for the sake of that experience itself. Just like in the mitzvah of knowing Torah, there's a mitzvah to know what you're supposed to do, and there's a mitzvah to know Torah. So everyone has to have a set time to study the laws of Torah, to know what they're supposed to do. And even many people, the Rebbe says, who are God-fearing, they stumble about many laws of, of, of blessings. They don't say the right blessings for different things. Right, 
Either because he never knew or because he forgot. So that's one component of study of Torah. Learn to know what to do. Then there's a second component. What second component? Learn because this is God's Torah. It's a mitzvah to know Torah. Not because you're supposed to do something with it, just because you're supposed to know Torah. And the same is also with learning the inner dimension of Torah. That there's two parts. One is to learn for the sake of your service of God. To have a full heart, to have a complete heart. To serve God, to have das, to have a connection in a way that you understand and, and, and it's relevant and it affects the way you act. And the second thing is to know for the sake of, of, of delving deeply into talents. The main thing is that you are um, making an effort that your mind should be involved in godliness. There's a, there's a teaching that Hasidim have about what you're supposed to do in your free time. The Peretz Machkan al-Vashom used to say, if you can think Hasidus, then you should sing a song. <laughs> At least sing a song. In other words, like, what are you supposed to be doing when you walk in the street and you're in, and you're in Spartan final between the aisle five and aisle six trying to find the sugar? You're supposed to be thinking about chassidus. That's what chassidim thought about. Thought about what did I learn? What, what does it say? What did Rebbe say? What does that mean? Chassidus your song as we walk. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, why, why why should they own the aisles, right? Anyways, so so it says in the Torah in this week's Torah portion actually. In the part of the song of Hashem, we say, "This is my God, and I will glorify Him. This is the God of my Father, and I will exalt Him." So the Shlomo explains this means revelation. If it's my God, if I could point to Him and say it's my God, I understand Him and I know Him, then I will, I will, I will glorify Him. But also, the word "glorify Him" anvehu also could be read as "I am and Him are one." Ani vuhu, I am one with Him. Because when I know Hashem, it's in my heart. And if he's, but, if he's, but if he is only the God of my Father, if it's only something I've received, then then I will exalt him, he's distant from me. He's beyond me. So there, so there, are, there are advantages in Chachma over Bina, there are advantages of Bina over Chachma. So far in this section of the discourse, we're talking about how great Bina is. It's, Bina is about revelation, that you experience it, that you feel it, it's all about you. But there's an advantage of Chachma. Because Bina is about your experience, so it's not about it's not about the Shem's truth as much as Chachma. Chachma is obligation before Hashem's truth, and Hashem's truth is shining. Chachma is ayin, Bina is yesh. Chachma is, is is a sense of nothingness, and Bina is a sense of somethingness. So yet there is still advantage in, in understanding, and therefore you have to have both. You have to have Chachma, you have to have Bina. That even while you're in the process of understanding. You have to remember the point that's beyond understanding. And that while you're delving deeply into the idea and looking at the details of the idea, um, it's, not, it's not just about the understanding. It gives an analogy um, of a smaller, or a wise man, a great wise man, and a wise man is not so smart. There's two wise men. One is a really wise man, one's a, one he calls a chacham katan. He is not as great of a wise man, but he has some wisdom. So the smallerly, what's the word? Whatever. Lesser, smaller. The lesser, the lesser, the guy with the lesser wisdom. Thank you. The guy with lesser wisdom feels insignificant in comparison to the person with the greater wisdom. But why does he feel insignificant? Because he knows more. So he's insignificant because of his understanding. 
That's not Chachma. Chachma is not that you feel insignificant because of your understanding. Chachma is that there is no sense of self at all. The, the Zohar describes Chachma as Nekuda Ve'echala. The Zohar describes the world of Atzilus. That there is a point in the chamber. That means that there's a point of truth, and the whole chamber, the whole experience is about the point of truth. It's not about because you understood, therefore that makes you feel a certain way. It's about this truth that's shining. So you have to have two things. You have to have the, the chamber, and you have to have the point. The point without the chamber is not enough. You have to understand it also. The, the, the chamber that wisdom creates is, you have the point, now you create a whole chamber out of this point. This point is, 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 is it's like a picture is worth a thousand words. So Chochmah is revelation of Hashem's truth that, that can create a whole thousands of words. You can, can, you can use Bina to explain that point in, in a lot of details. So there is a chamber. But it's not enough to have either, um, just like you can't have the chamber without the point, you can't have the point without you can't, yeah. Just like you can't have the point without the chamber, you can't have the chamber without the point. You also have to remember the point of what, what's going on over here. What, why are you doubling this deep understanding? We're trying to go. And you have to guard and, and the, the whole point of who you're speaking about. If without no, being conscious of Chachma, without being conscious of the seminal point of what you're thinking about, what you're delving deeply into, you can go into and you can go wayward. Just like if you are thinking about any concept, if you don't remember the point of what you're trying to understand, so you can go into a crooked path that your understanding won't be true. And although you could explain it in many ways, you're not going to be explaining the truth. You'll be explaining something that's just uh, ridiculous. That's, that's off. In order to explain something. <laughs> Uh, I didn't do it on purpose. One Jew once uh, studying yeshiva in Florida. One boy he wrote like a handwritten like like eight pages of uh, of Talmudic insight, and he asked me to look it over before he sent it into the uh, to, to print. So I just asked him, like, what about this Kamara? How'd you deal with that? He said, oh my gosh, I didn't know about that Kamara. Well. <laughs> so so the whole thing. Was uh, don't worry, I got printed anyway somehow, whatever. But possibly, you know, I do the same thing also myself. I, 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 whatever, everyone does this. So you get the point. You go into detail, you get the point. And so the point is what guards the idea. You, if you don't, if you're not conscious of what the point, the point you're going to. You, you can think and think and have all kinds of ideas, but you've got the point. Nothing. When you remember the point, then your understanding is is real. So too spiritually, you have to understand it. My great grandfather, Rav Mishim. We went once by a Febrengen, and they were discussing the meaning of Baruch Shammar. And, one, and they were discussing what level of godliness, what world, the, every part of the Siddur corresponds to different parts of, uh, of the spiritual cosmos. Where exactly is Baruch Shammar? So the Chassidim were talking, is it Atzilus, is it Bria? And uh, Rabzal Mesha said, I think it's talking about God. It's not like, guys, like, like remember, remember who we're talking about, Atzilus, Bria. It's the Baruch Shammar is talking about the Eibishter. Hashem spoke and the world came to be. Okay, so... Is he saying that all those cosmos... Are not the Eibishter? Or are part of it. I mean, that all of it is... is uh, I, I th- or is he suffering? I, I, think that's, that, I, I think that's exactly what... Um, well, I know what he meant. But what, 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 basically, what we're learning, what, what I was trying to say was that even though you're saying it's Hatzilus, saying it's Bria, you have to know what's, what, what's, who is Hatzilus, who is Bria. The way Hashem reveals himself in Atzil, Hashem reveals himself in Bria. So that's the connection, yes. That you're understanding, you have, a, you have a perspective, and you remember what you're, who you're talking about. You remember who you're talking about. You remember that, that, this, that this understanding is about Hashem's truth. And you, you know not just that it's... That there is... Atzil, Bria, whatever. 
Atzilus Bria are 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 about Hashem. That that, that that's it's about Chachma. It's about the truth of Hashem. It's the way Hashem's truth is, is revealed in Bria and Yitzira. But it, it it's the position Magid once came to Baal Shem Tev in his first one of his first uh, encounters with with Baal Shem Tev. Famous story how the Baal Shem Tev um, explained to him a passage uh, in Eitz Chaim. Before Yavosh Hashem explained to him, he asked him to, to, to what his thought is about this passage in Eitz Chaim. Thank you. I'm here. Okay. Chaim. He says, how do you, how do you understand this passage? Mishimag explains the passage. He was a Kabbalist before he met the Baal Shem Tev. He explains it. Baal Shem Tev says, yeah, but he asked him a question. Like, in other words, the question suggests to go deeper. So he explained it again. And deeper, Baal says, yeah, but it's still missing the point, sort of. So the Magad explains it even deeper, and the Baal Shem said, let me try. And he starts explaining it. And it was a passage about angels. And as Baal is explaining it, the angels come into the room. Uh-huh. And so, 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 so it's, it's not that the understanding of the Magad necessarily was deficient. It's that if you don't see the point, if you don't see the angels... We could talk about them later tomorrow, but that's not, it's not the same thing. It's, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's a concept. It's a, it's a spiritual concept. It's a deep concept, but it's not... There's a truth itself shining. That's Chachma. So, Torah says two things. Our understanding has to be conscious of the where it comes from, the Chachma, of that which is beyond understanding. As it says in the Torah, wisdom gives life to its owner. Who is the owner of wisdom? Understanding. But what gives life to to the owner, the wisdom? So you can't. Rebbe um, uses the words. I threatened up from the memes. You can't walk away from the truth. That's the meaning of, of wisdom giving life to its owner. That that, that the, the your understanding is 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 in touch with the truth. And truth has no interruption. That means that when you understand something in your thoughts of Chachman Bina. That will that that will allow this understanding to penetrate into your heart and to your thought and speech and action, and that is the latter two letters of God's name, the vav and the hey. Let's now go into the vav and the hey. Never continues the next segment of the Maimur. <clears throat> Serving Hashem with your chachman bina is not sufficient. You also have to have feelings. You also have to have emotions. Not only. Do you need to have emotions in order to sh- change your character and to, to change in, in the language of Hasidus? It's not just to change your natural character, but the nature of your character. As explained elsewhere, Hasidus, the distinction between those two passages, I'll not get into right now. But you also need to have on. You also need to have. Um, you also need to ha- reveal your neshama's feelings in a way that it's palpable and tangible. You feel love and reverence for Hashem, and also your feelings of. Teferis, your feelings of looking at the glory of the king has to be something that's tangible and palpable. And all the feelings of the neshama have to be revealed inside of you. The feelings are the letter vav. The, there are two kinds of vavs. There's a small vav and there is a long vav. The small vav means that you have good character. Vav is numerically equivalent to the number six, the six parts of the six emotional character traits. Vav is also about a, a transfer of of um, from above to below. So there is the large vav, that's the feelings of the neshama, and there's the smaller vav, which is the. Um, let me explain. There's you have the the line itself, 
and you have the yud on the top of, 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 of the line. In the letter of Vav, there's a yud on top, and there's a line under that, under that line, under that, under that yud. So, usually, feelings are a product of our understanding, yes, but once things get into feelings and get subjective, you need to like let go of the understanding. You have to think about your feelings are now have taken over now, and you've sort of forgotten or stopped thinking about the ideas that have motivated those feelings as much as the, the feelings themselves. That's only if you're talking about the external parts of your heart. That in order to produce feelings of the animal soul, the animals also first sort of forget about the objectivity of the truth. But in the godly soul, in the inner parts of the heart, so there is a line and there is a yud on top of the line. That means there's a there is a there is a consistent flow between the truth you understood and your feelings. It's not like you forget about it. Now you have feelings. It's that it's, your understanding itself shines in your heart. It, it's the, the, the in the godly soul's um, production of feelings. There's no need for to go from the objective world to the subjective world. Rather, it goes directly from the understanding to your feelings. This is the meaning of, of um, what we say in Shabbos Nine. He drinks from the river, and therefore he can raise his head. What is that talking about? The river is referring to this. This, this verse is referring to the, the the letter vav, which has a yud on top and a vav underneath it. When a person runs his life in a way, he drinks from the river of wisdom. That all of his understanding and all of his it, it, it affects the way he behaves and it affects his character. So then his his. Um, In, in short, he is drinking from the river, drinking from the wisdom of, of, of truth, and it's lifting up his feelings, it's lifting up his behavior. It's, there's, no, there's no separation between his understanding, it's his understanding and his chachmah is contributing to his feelings and to his behavior. So in the last section of the discourse, let's try to do it briefly. The last letter of God's name are the three garments of the soul, thought, speech, and action. The letter He has three sections. There's two lines, and there is another separate um, foot of the letter He. The two lines that are connected in the letter He are thought and speech, because thought and speech are connected to each other. And the last, and the leg of the He is represented by the, uh, represents action, which is a separate thing. It's not attached to the other two lines in the letter He. In our service of Hashem, these three things are our thoughts, our words, and actions uh, in the study of the oral Torah, there is learning, and then there's learning in a way that it brings to action. As it says in the Talmud, why is Torah study so important? It brings you to action. Um, the written Torah and the oral Torah are compared to father and mother. Because in the uh, written Torah, things are very short and brief without any explanation. In one verse, there's, there is uh, so much that's there in that verse, like the seminal point that produces a child. And there is the Torah of your mother, the oral Torah, which is the, the extrapolation of all the details that were first in the written Torah. So the Torah says, Torah says you have to have a connection between Chachma and Bina. The written Torah is Chachma. You can't understand it really. And the, and the oral Torah is compared to Bina. And there has to be a connection between them. If you're learning the oral Torah in such great detail, you could forget about the point of the truth that, 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 that produced this entire discussion. What this means in the, in the spiritual 
level is as follows. The oral Torah talks about physical things, talks about lies. Ruvain says this, and Shimon says that, and one of them is lying. And you learn this idea deeply. And the, the Torah gave us, gave us the Torah in a way that we can understand it. We can have insights in the Torah. So you could give insights in the Torah, and you could forget about the giver of the Torah. And that's the idea of Chakem Bivina, bring the wisdom into your understanding. Learn Torah with a sense of bittel. Don't forget that it's the Torah of Hashem. Don't forget that these are the words of Hashem. Don't forget that whenever someone studies Torah, God sits there and studies Torah with that person. And learn Torah in a way that you want to be taught by the Torah. As the Torah is all in learning, the Torah should teach you something. As it says in the verse, let my tongue respond to your words. That I should respond to your words with a sense of abnegation. That kind of learning, we learn Torah in such a way that God's talking to you, that brings to action. So that's the last hey of Hashem's name. It's about the thought, speech, and action that ever highlights in that in this paragraph that we just read, that when you're studying the oral Torah, you have to remember that God's talking to you. Although you're going to a deep understanding, remember the Chachma. That's what we learned before about, that's what we learned before about in the letter, um, hey, we learned that you can't forget about the truth of Hashem when you're learning, don't go away from the truth. So, so too, when you're learning the Torah, not about the truth of Hashem, but anything you're studying in Torah, feel that God's talking to you. And when you do, that kind of learning brings to action. Never concludes the discourse as follows. This is the meaning of the ladder that's standing on the earth and its head reaches the heavens. The ladder refers to our service of God in prayer with our hearts. That this prayer connects the person with godliness through the essence of the soul and when he purifies his body and his actions are desirable, then he could feel what is dripping into him from the essence of his soul. When he reveals in his service of God the letters of God's name, the Yud, then the Hey, and the Vav, and the Hey that we just discussed, that he affects himself, that he serves God with his mind and heart, and practically, with the latter two letters of God's name, with for the actual performance of mitzvahs, practically, with a chais pnimi, with inner energy, with inner excitement. So it says in the Torah that just as the Adam made it, Bob made in light. In the measure, God takes care of a person measure for measure. So when he serves God in this manner, so then God allots for him measure for measure that he has lots of blessings. That God also takes care of him in his physical life and his physical needs of his body and his parnasa beyond nature. So because he is serving Hashem um, beyond his own nature, so Hashem also helps this person and gives him abundance in his physical life and his physical needs of his body and his parnasa, also um, beyond nature. Okay, we'll stop here. This is the conclusion of this course. And uh, that conclusion of this course. Now, now we have to start learning the discourse. We need to start. Okay.